You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code PLAY for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. This episode is brought to you by Instacart. Instacart provides you with groceries delivered in as little as one hour. They have all the products that you love and you can find thousands of products from the stores that you already shop at. They offer same day delivery in cities like Los Angeles, Miami, New York, Chicago, Austin, Houston, Atlanta, and many more, including my hometown of Washington, D.C. You can save time and save money by finding exclusive deals on popular products and by getting them delivered at your door, you're saving time. Plus, my favorite piece is that you are not tempted by all the sales food that you're not supposed to be putting in your cart, like cookies and chips and candy and ice cream, oh my. They offer deals that delight, allowing you to save money on Instacart with their easy exclusive coupons that they provide digitally. And you have a personal shopper that will pick your fresh produce for you at the most perfect ripeness while keeping your eggs safe on the ride over. Okay, if Instacart sounds like something you try, check out our show notes and we have a special link there for you that will give you $10 off of your first order, making your delivery and your tip free. Welcome back to the Flaunt Your Fire show, where we explore what it means to be marketed and branded in a way that unapologetically flaunts the fire that fuels your business. Say goodbye to stereotypes and societal boxes as you begin to attract the right people, your people. This is where you and your team get to be yourselves in person and online as you serve the people that light your fire. It's definitely gotten interesting here in the United States. As I record this episode, we are amongst the coronavirus situation where, especially here in Washington, D.C., we've kind of quarantined. Um, There's no public things open such as restaurants, gyms. Um, Business owners are kind of in a panic. They don't know what to do. 
there's a lot of fear around, you know, how do I make the most use of this time? Are we headed for a recession? And then on the other side, just being so close to the White House and to all the national and federal buildings, you have government workers having to work from home that have never had to telework before. So there's a lot going on and I see a lot happening. And I'm really, um, I recorded this episode with our guest prior to all of this, but I think it is incredibly relevant now more than ever because I see everyone who is in the online business world or actually in the brick and mortar world that have like, oh my gosh, I need to get online now. I can't put it off anymore because they had to close down, focusing on really increasing their visibility, really increasing their follower count, um, really just trying to spread themselves far and wide. And here we have really focused with our clients, um, specifically our clients in our Pause on the Play community, on going deep instead of wide. Rather than focusing on adding tons of new people that you hardly know, now is a great opportunity to actually love on the people you already have. And when I say love on them, I know this is probably going to be a whole nother episode on this topic, but truly love on them, show them some value, treat them like a human, like not, oh, there's coronavirus and here's a discount that feels disgusting. Cut that shit out, please. Um, so with that said, I want to go into this episode because I know it is going to be super important for you guys listening, especially if you find yourself in a place where you're like, I know I should be doing something, but you're right, India, like focusing on growing my followers and just massively blasting people's with sales doesn't feel good either. Um, this episode's going to be for you. And I want to remind you that sales come from relationships. Long-term sales, repeat customers, they're actually a lot more like friends. You know, they're not just a number on your social media profile, whether your focus is Instagram or Facebook, it doesn't matter. The real long-term super fans who spread your message and spread your products and services far and wide, they're friends, they're relationships. They're people who you have had conversation with and taken the time to get to know. Um, and I think because of that, in these times, it's so, so important to say fuck it to the follower account and to really focus on building meaningful relationships. Okay, I'm going to get off of my soapbox. Today's guest, Christine Bluba, is an amazing amazing, amazing person in her industry. She created the Fuck Follower account, um, and it was an online community project that I was a part of. She collaborated with our previous guest, Ellie Trier, with that, um, and I was a guest presenter for her. And you're going to hear a little bit about like some of the story that I told in there of how we had to start over when we decided to rebrand. We decided, you know what, we're just going to create a whole new profile and start from scratch and really focus on quality followers instead of quantity followers. Um, but Christine is just, she has such a talented gift that is definitely my weakness. And I'm willing to raise my hand and say that, which is copywriting. She's an incredible writer and she really focuses on being able to help people with their launch copy as well as their copy on Instagram, Facebook, and social media profiles. And by copy, I mean like their actual like written messaging, um, the who you are, the what you do, 
the posts that lead people to go download your free opt-in, the captions that really make people feel like they know who you are, where you're coming from, who your team is, what it is that you sell, and just all these other beautiful tidbits about you that really build that know, like, and trust factor. Christine Blubaugh is a launch copywriter, and she's a messaging strategist who helps soulful online coaches, experts, and influencers to sell out launches and sign more clients by building genuine connections with their audience online. Christine writes sales copy for six and seven figure program launches and teaches up and coming entrepreneurs how to write their own engaging social media content through her signature program, Social Posts That Sell. When she's not busy wrangling words, Christine can be found sipping green drinks, obsessing over Instagram feeds, and introverting like there's no tomorrow. (laughs) That's funny. What is one thing that has helped Christine flaunt her fire? When I asked her that, she told me that it was realizing that the things that make her different are the magic behind her brand. They help her stand out and reach more people, and so she's embracing this whole thing of being herself, and I love that answer. Okay, I know you must be just as excited as I am, so let's get the show on the road. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited to have you here with me today, Christine. Thank yeah, you thank so you. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. It was so fun to be a, far to, a part of your project, uh, the fo- Fuck Follower account. And I just remember like when you contacted me about it, the name alone had me like, whatever this is, I want in. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that was definitely intentional. Like I wanted to grab people's attention just with the title and get them, you know, wondering, you know, what it was about. And obviously like when you hear fuck follower account, you're either like super intrigued or super turned off. So I wanted something like polarizing like that. Yeah, I love it. And I think it's important for my listeners to hear that as well, because sometimes we can be afraid of saying something that will turn people off. But Mm -hmm. there's times where you want to do that so that the right people come to you and you're getting that quality community instead of quantity. Exactly. Yeah, that was definitely my goal for the project. Yeah. So I'm curious to know, how did you come up with the name for it? Um, you know, I was kind of brainstorming. I knew what the, like the theme of the project was, which was like using social media with integrity, uh, focusing on genuine relationships instead of follower account. And I just, you know, I came up with this sort of like list of ideas and, you know, as a writer, when I'm brainstorming, like I try to just let my mind do whatever it's going to do. Um, and that was just something that, came out and made it on the list. And then as I was kind of like looking over things, I was like, yes, like I'm going to, I'm going to go the polarizing route. I'm going to pick the name that is immediately going to either like, it's going to grab your attention one way or the other. Um, The kind of the graphic, the main graphic for the project ended up being like a hand with the middle finger up. So Um, it was, yeah, (laughs) that's just like the vibe I was decided to go for. (laughs) So I love names that, um, kind of pull people into action. Um, and I think that the name, it stood out to me because it's telling me exactly what you want people to do is to say, fuck it. It's a follower account. Um, there's no confusion about that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering like on your journey, like what led you to say fuck it to the follower account for yourself? Yeah. So 
Um, I've been kind of in the online business space, focused in the online business space since like 2013. And I've had like a couple of different businesses and as I've stepped more into helping people with their copywriting and marketing, um, you know, I've used social media a lot to build my business. And I feel like there is so much messaging out there that's like, get your next 10K followers, hit 10K followers, um, you know, get more followers, get more friends, you know, all this stuff just about like more, more, more. Um, and I've seen having been behind the scenes in a lot of people's businesses and just like, you know, speaking with a lot of people in the online space, there are a lot of people who have a lot of followers, but who aren't making any money. And so like, it's frustrating and it's like sad to see, especially people who are like just kind of coming up in the online business space, putting so much attention and focus onto these numbers that don't actually mean anything. And one of like the core values in my business is like building genuine relationships with people. And I know that like in the quest for more like bigger audiences, like we can forget about the people who've already raised their hand and said, yes, to being a part of our community. And so I wanted to like, I wanted to create something where I could bring people together who had that same sort of value set around their online business. And that's kind of how this community project idea came about. Um, and yeah, I, I just wanted, I wanted to pull people together. I wanted to educate people as to like, not just, you know, it's easy to say like, oh, forget about vanity metrics, like forget about follower count, but actually why that was so important, what they could focus on instead, um, which is why I invited you and a bunch of other people to take part in this and to share their knowledge and experience um, around, you know, actually being successful without spending all your time trying to just gather people to hang out on your, on your social media platforms for no other reason than to feel like important because you have, you know, however many thousands of followers. So yeah, I, and I, I, I feel like we did that. Definitely. I mean, I, a couple of things just came to mind and what you said is that, you know, you were looking to show people how they can build community of quality instead of quantity mm -hmm. that actually leads to sales. And um, I think it's important for people to know that I've seen the same thing, that people have this grow mentality. But when you look at people who have a certain amount of followers, it doesn't mean they have a certain amount of money. <laughs> and that goes both ways. I've seen professionals on the online business world and on Instagram, on Facebook that have a very slow, a small follower account, a very slow growth process um, as far as the numbers growing. And yet they have a ton of engagement and most of the people there have bought from them. They have a higher ratio of con like client or customer or however you would want to word that in your business mm -hmm. to like follower account versus some of these larger accounts, they have all the followers, but nobody's a friend. No one's a deep, meaningful relationship. And that also means there's not many there that are clients. Absolutely. And I think it's easy to forget that sales is about relationships, um, yes. especially in the online business world where we're, we are sort of like removed from the people that we're selling to, you know, like in the old days, you know, you were like on the phone or at someone's house or whatever, like 
talking to them about what you were selling. And now we're in this position where we can sort of broadcast our message to a lot of people, but like the principles are the same. If you aren't putting at least some effort into connecting with the people in your audience, then like that's going to show and people are not going to be as willing to like whip out their credit card and buy whatever offer you have. Um, and obviously like the more your following grows, like you're not going to be on a first name basis with every single person, but, um, most of us who are like, have, you know, we're not in the like millions of people in our audience yet. Um, we have a, a really good opportunity to build these connections with our smaller followings. And honestly, sometimes I wish that I did have fewer followers, quote unquote, so that <laughs> I could like have relationships with more of them. Um, yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about that for a second? I know it wasn't something that was necessarily on the radar for today, but that's come up as well. So part of the story that I told within your community is the fact that um, my personal profile, the India Jackson has been around for like years, like since mm-hmm. Instagram first came out and it has a really big following. It's at 11,000 something now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it used to be larger and we actually started like chunking down and removing people full transparency there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet we have font your fire and font your fire has a small, more intimate group. And we know these people really well. So mm-hmm. I'm curious to see like, where has that shown up for you and your work with clients and also for yourself of, uh, that strange place of like, you want to grow, but then once you grow, you don't get to know the people as well because you can only keep up with so many things. <laughs> exactly. I think that that, I think it's inevitable because as a business, like you do need more clients and customers. So like, you know, you can't have the same 10 people <laughs> in your community and expect to like grow a business. But I think that while your audience is small, it's like, it's just such a good opportunity to focus on getting to know those people because like those OG like followers and people in your community, like they can be, even if they're not necessarily buyers, they can be your biggest refers, cheerleaders. I mean, like if you take the time and put in the effort to actually get to know those people. Um, And I think that that is a step that people skip in the leap to try to just build an audience as fast as possible. Um, I think, I can't remember, I think someone wrote a book about how like, if you have like 100 super fans, then, and like those people are just all about you and you know each other really well and you have great relationships with those people, like your business can grow exponentially because those people Mm -hmm. will be telling their friends and so on and so forth. So like the idea that you need to have like, like thousands of people all of a sudden in order for your business to be successful is just false. Um, And it it just like, it, it, it makes you miss out on that opportunity to, have relationships, which I think is like, it's something that a lot of us feel we're missing in the online business space too, is just like knowing people, um, having people we feel like care about what we're doing and who like, you know, they know us and we know them kind of thing. So 
um, if you do have a small audience or if you're in a position like you, India, where you're like starting over, <laughs> um, <laughs> which so many people talk about is like terrifying, or if you're, you know, wanting to delete followers who are inactive or whatever, like don't look at it as like a hit, look at it as an opportunity to like get to know the people who actually care about what you're doing. Yeah, I can say firsthand that it's been an incredible experience. Um, it felt very scary in the beginning to realize, hey, we're going to have to create a new Instagram profile for a new business name um, at a time where the algorithm had already fully taken effect to not show your stuff to anyone, mm-hmm. <laughs> or at least that's how it feels. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet once we did it, it's been an incredible opportunity to know each person there pretty well and to know some of their stories. And yeah, so if you're listening and you're like, hey, I don't have anybody here, get to know the people you have really well. One of the things that you do per profession is copywriting, sales copy, and messaging strategy. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that you could provide some really great insight into this. But um, once you have that small number of people, because you're not having to manage so many DMs and messages and things like that, it allows you to actually pay more attention to their language and their struggles. And this becomes part of your, your data, your market research. Absolutely. And this is, I'm so glad you brought this up because there's from the way that I teach. So I teach copywriting for social media and there's kind of like three main parts of a strategy that I teach and I feel like the most overlooked piece is kind of like the foundation, the market research, the figuring out what it is that your ideal clients and customers need to hear from you in order to um, understand what it is that you do and be interested in your offer. Um, So like that, that is like, that's what you want to be doing when you're just starting out or when your audience is small is like, getting to understand what people are struggling with, what they are looking for, what they've tried that hasn't worked and getting a lot of clarity around that language. And then you have the opportunity in your posts and your content to then start sharing those things, mirroring that language back to them. And that's how you're going to ultimately grow an audience of people who are a right fit for what you do, as opposed to just randomly collecting followers for the sake of it, because like, there's really no point in having people in your audience if they aren't a right fit for what you do. Um, yeah, it's vanity numbers at that yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So thanks for bringing that up because it's such an important piece. Yeah, of course. And I think um, <laughs> the work that you do is like so interesting that I, I think a lot of people have found themselves in a place where they are writing their own content, or maybe they have a team and a VA or an office manager starting to write some of the content for them. Mm-hmm. And yet it's still not converting. So I think it'd be cool to do like what I like to call lightning round, where like okay. we just fire through lightning fast a couple of things that you see are reasons why social posts are not converting into sales. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can give you, I could probably go on all day, but I'll, I'll, I'll give you a few. Um, Do you want me to just launch into it? Yes, let's go. I might even chime in with a few. (laughs) Okay. First thing, first thing, uh, your headlines are boring. They're not standing out. You're not saying anything interesting in the first line of text. The only thing that people can see on your Instagram account when they're scrolling through 
it needs to grab their attention. Another mm, thing, that's a good one. Yeah. Another thing is like we just talked about, you're not talking about stuff that your ideal clients care about and you're not positioning yourself, your work and your offer as something that is going to help them solve a problem. So like your niche isn't clear and you're not projecting that into your content. Um, another just like simple thing is like your posts aren't readable. So you have like, you know, a thousand words or whatever in one giant chunk of text, like no one's going to read that. Oh my gosh. Every time I see that, I'm like, I'm out. I'm out of here. Yes. <laughs> Unread copy can never convert you guys. So make it easy for people to read your stuff. Just add some line breaks and some white space. Like it's real simple. Um, what else? Uh, okay. Like you're not, you're not talking about what you do. You're not talking about your offers. Sometimes people are afraid of coming across as salesy. So they never talk about what it is that they do or what they sell. Um, so even if people are following along, they have no idea what it is that you do. Um, so you have to be brave enough to talk about your work and actually invite people to learn more, um, about your offers. Yes, definitely. Oh, one that I can think of is you've tagged everybody and their mama in every post ever and used all the hashtags. So you've come across so spammy when you post that people have actually muted you. They're not seeing anything that you have. Yes. I don't know who started or why this persists. Tagging people in your image on Instagram that have zero to do with what you're posting about. It's not their image. Like you're just like tagging random people, uh, I guess so that they'll look at your post. Um, I can't imagine that that works in any. I mean, they'll look at it, but you've turned them off. And yeah. some people, if you do it enough, uh, there's a feature where like you can no longer see somebody's post. Yeah. You don't unfollow them, but you just don't yeah. see their content anymore. They'll do that quick. Oh yeah, absolutely. I do that all. I mean, I do it all the time. Like if you're going to tag it. me in your post and <laughs> the post has nothing to do with me, like, I don't want to see your stuff. Like, sorry, <laughs> sorry, not sorry, but I'm there you go. Okay. And then any others one, you want to add? One more thing I want to add is that you're like a lot of times people don't make it easy to engage with their content. This is where like calls to action come into play. So like giving people like a really easy thing that they can do to interact with your content, um, whether it's, you know, leaving a comment or, you know, I mean, double tapping is like something that you could ask people to do, but like, don't expect people to just read your mind and know what action you want them to take. You have to like clearly lay it out and switch it up because different people will, um, engage in different ways. So give them, give people the opportunity, make it easy for them to engage with their content. And then you can pay Then you know, like who's paying attention, who's interested and you can like further relationships with those people. Yeah. And I'm also going to say when you do that, it actually bumps you up in the algorithms so that more people see the content because it now looks important. Exactly. The more engagement you get, like the more eyes on your content. Yeah. So I want to add um, something I see people do is they will make a post that doesn't have any content at all. Um, so it'll just be like blue skies on a sunny day. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. where's the rest of it? Yeah. Your post can't convert if there is no post. <laughs> um, so I think that like with Instagram in particular, because it is like such a visual platform, people think that they can get away with like just posting a picture. 
Um, and I guess maybe if you're like a photographer or something, but even then like your captions are such a huge opportunity to build your brand and like make sales for your business. Yeah. Um, so if you are serious about using social media for your business and not just as like a hobby or whatever, then writing captions is, it's essential. You guys, like that is where your message is. Your, your, your image is not your message. Um, and I think it's about balance. So the last one I want to throw in there is I've seen blue skies on a sunny day and I'm like, this is not a caption, but I've also seen people write an entire blog post and I'm like, but this is Instagram. People want like quicker, easier to read, like bite size. So yeah. I think that there's a place that when you work with a professional like yourself, like you're able to kind of chunk that down and decide like what length does my audience want? Because everybody's audience is a little bit different too as to how much they're willing to read. Agreed. And um, you're also able to look at that opportunity to build your brand in the caption. And I'll be first to say like writing is not my strength at all. I am a talker, <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I do know key opportunity pieces here that is important for every brand. You want to be able to build no like, and trust factor. And part of that is telling part of your story, telling part of the story of what it feels like to be your client, you know, giving some insight. If you're a solopreneur into your lifestyle, if you're not a solopreneur and you have a team into your company culture, mm -hmm. um, because people want to be able to feel like they know what they're getting into before they fork out their dollars. Absolutely. Yeah. Storytelling is such a powerful tool. And if it's not something that you're doing on social media, you're definitely, that's another missed opportunity. Um, but yeah, like educating people about what you do, telling stories, showing behind the scenes, um, you know, showcasing your clients. These are all things that you can do. And I recommend doing um, in your captions so that people get a sense of like what your business actually is. Also, like I said, making offers, like creating posts where you're just talking about what it is that you sell and asking people to, you know, go to the link or, um, you know, DM you for more info or something like that. Uh, all those things are really essential um, for building a business, using social media as a tool to build your business. And so thinking about the journey that most people are on is they're on Instagram, they're on Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever it may be to attract new people, new eyes on their business and on them and their team. And then the goal is to get them to click on that link and go check out the website. Um, what are some key things that you feel like are a good starting place for someone who is like, you know what, I, I get it. We need some help and we're not converting that they may want to consider working with you on for the website? In terms of? In, um, in terms of their copy, because I feel like your sales copy, it's like you did all the work on social, but the sales copy on the website is what gets them to book the call or to just put the item in the shopping cart, depending on what kind of business you are. Got it. Yeah. So um, if you're interested in website copy, I can refer you to some friends of mine who specialize in that. So my work is focused on one, teaching people how to write high converting posts and have um, DM conversations that convert on social media. 
And then I also help people with launch copies. So things like their sales pages, emails, and landing pages for um, like group programs and digital program launches. So that is kind of my, um, my wheelhouse and my specialty um, mm -hmm. in terms of like what you're asking people to do on social media and to click. It is definitely important that whatever they're clicking to is something that is going to continue to, um, you know, capture their attention and all of that. So um, copywriting is definitely really important for that. Um, if you're interested in learning more about what I do, um, you can find me on christineluba.com. And then I have a program called Social Posts That Sell. Um, that's all about kind of what we've been talking about on this episode. Um, you know, writing copy that's effective for social media. Yeah, I feel like social posts that sell is kind of a no-brainer. I mean, it's a really affordable way to do a deep dive into your captions and be able to make sure that they are working for you to build relationships and to build those sales that we desire the most. Thank you so much for being here today, Christine. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. It's been super fun to chat. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Christine really gave us some gems and I think the tips and tricks of like why people's posts are not converting into sales are going to be really helpful for some of you guys. And just that helpful reminder that we want to build relationships, not numbers. We want to love on people and not treat them like, you know, they're this unknown entity on the internet. There's still humans behind those accounts. Okay, if you've listened to this episode and you love it just as much as I did and you want to hear more about Christine, you'll be able to check her out in the show notes. We have a link to both her website that'll take you directly to her really, really cool program, Social Posts That Sells, as well as a link to her Instagram account where she's having some interesting conversations there that we've partaken in a little bit ourselves. And if you're hearing this episode and you're like, hey, India, you know, there's a lot going on right now. And I'm not really sure how to apply some of the things that I've heard here, or I'm not really sure what I should be working on with the spare time or on the other side, like, Hey, the kids are home from school and they're driving me crazy. And I need to figure out some time management. So my business is still running and still making money while I'm home from coronavirus. Um, I think that you guys are really going to enjoy what we're doing in the pause and the play community. So I'm going to encourage you to go check out pause community. That link will be in the show notes as well. The beauty of our community right now is that we are hyper-focused on keeping you guys in action so you're getting things done instead of like living in your head because I know that when times can get stressful, that's what we can tend to do. But I would say the other even more special piece about that is you're going to be around other wonderful humans that really value deep, meaningful relationships and will treat you like a relationship and not just another number in the room. And we're really honing in on the fact that it's a giving space where we truly believe that there's enough to go around. Everyone can eat. We all know someone that would benefit from someone else's services. And this is why we've curated the room to intentionally have people from all different business backgrounds instead of just a room full of only one industry. Because then it's easier to introduce someone to a client or introduce someone to someone in your network and not feel like, you know, you're so much of competition. Okay. I could go on and on about how much I love the Pause and the Play community. Definitely check us out in the show notes for that as well. And we have some more cool episodes coming up. Um, 
we're definitely going to be diving into a little bit more psychology and talking a little bit about the in-between space or what it can feel like to feel stuck and why that happens. And I think that that's going to be a super helpful episode for you guys. And I have a wonderful guest coming um, from that background of therapy to be able to talk about that. All right. See you on the next episode. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take, and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?